Welcome to another amazing episode of the Pace and Freedom Podcast. I am your host, James Pace, and on today's episode, I have special guest R.L. Breyer, and along with my co-host for this episode, J.T. Thomas. And we discuss the doom of the fiat money and the rise of cryptocurrency. But first, don't forget to subscribe or follow Pace and Freedom on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, and YouTube. Check out paceandfreedom.com where you can find all of my episodes and previews of upcoming episodes. Don't forget to check out and purchase merchandise and you can help me create more and great content by making a donation. There's a link on the website for merchandise and donation. Check it out. And with that said, enjoy this conversation. I have with me R.L. Breyer. He's the author of Blockchain Project Renaissance, Volumes 1 and 2. And he's also the host of, and hopefully I don't butcher this, Veris and Numeris podcast. And I also have with me my good friend JT. He's been on past podcasts, and today he's on as a co-host. So welcome, the both of you. Thank you for being here today. Absolutely. I appreciate you guys uh, having me on today. Glad to be here. Awesome. So Arl, give us a little bit uh, of an introduction of yourself. Yeah, I got interested in uh, economics and, uh, and uh, politics at the end of the last decade, like 2008, 2009-ish, I came across uh, Ron Paul. And uh, he led me to studying Austrian economics, and I, I got really deep into that. And uh, around the same time is when I started getting more interested in technology, and I um, found Bitcoin. And uh, automatically, almost, I, I read the white paper, I think the same day I found it, or pretty close to it. And uh, I pretty much went down that rabbit hole, and I've been down that rabbit hole for 11 years now. And uh, I decided a couple years ago, in 2018, to write a book. Uh, called, like you said, Blockchain Project Renaissance. And uh, I kind of mixed my uh, Austrian economics freedom ethos with uh, the Bitcoin anarcho, uh, like digital anarchy uh, ethos in that book and just get into economics and um, crypto cryptography, crypto anarchy and all that stuff. Um, and then I also, like you said, do a, a podcast now uh, called the Various and Numerous Podcast where I have other uh, cryptocurrency fanatics and um, economists on, uh, and that's uh, five episodes in now. So I've done a lot of, I also, I started uh, uh, a few years ago around the same time I wrote the book with a, uh, a daily vlog and I did like three or 400 episodes of that. So it's just been a lot of uh, detailing my journey in cryptocurrency and studying Austrian economics. Awesome. When I think about cryptocurrency and, and blockchain and Bitcoin in particular, now, I'm not really versed in it, but I know JT has a little bit more knowledge on it. But when I think about it, you know, I think about the decentralization uh, portion of it. It's different than what we think of money, especially like the fiat money. So I know in your book, in the intro, you talk a little bit about those differences and how fiat money is kind of just mainly a it, it doesn't really come from anywhere it's a law uh it's uh i think you used the word uh you said that fiat is the latin word for uh by decree and then you have uh bitcoin 
which is more like gold or silver. Uh, can you kind of explain a little bit more about like those differences? Yeah, in 1971, Richard Nixon took us off the gold standard. Before that, uh, you know, our money was pit was pegged to uh, a gold back, you know, a gold backing, and then since then, uh, our money's been debased. It, you know, it's like four and a half percent a year. Uh, we we get hit with inflation now at a rate of four and a half percent a year. So uh, I just view paper money as it's really just like a faith based currency uh, backed by the military today. I mean, there's really no backing to the money at all. Um, and as you can tell, they just print more money. <laughs> you you know you can't print a nation into into wealth, and that's really what they're trying you know allegedly trying to do. Is it's 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 a way for them to steal our purchasing power over time. Uh, the people that hold the money that that is printed first. Uh, having a major advantage uh, as it as it trickles down to uh, other people, um, the the money loses its value. So uh, I f- when I got into Bitcoin, I started you know like I said I was getting really into Austrian economics and I started learning more about why gold was good money and silver was good money. And then uh, I learned you know more about Bitcoin and technology. And Bitcoin really replicates all the things that are uh, so valuable made made gold such a good money. Um, and, and, you know, specie money, uh, precious metals, gold, silver, uh, things like that. And um, Bitcoin has a lot of uh, advantages over those over those uh, monies as well. So uh, I just view Bitcoin as like the best money in the world because of the properties it has. It's uh, divisible, fungible, uh, scarce. There are only 21 million. That's one of the most important things. There's a hard cap on it um, and it's highly portable. It's more, you know, you can't send a gold coin across the world in you know a minute or less so um it just has a lot of characteristics that um competing money or competing monies don't have um or lack and um i think in the near future everyone will be on board with cryptocurrency whether they realize it or not they'll be using it in some form or at least blockchain technology i think it will have a lot of different um uh use cases so how is it how easy is it for someone to get into cryptocurrency? For someone uh, who's never t- touched the yeah. stuff, they're listening and they're like, "Wow, I want to look into this." I mean, how easy is it? That's a good question. Today, it's it's become a lot easier um, to be onboarded into the cryptocurrency ecosystem. Uh, when I got in in two thousand nine, uh, it was very um, it was very uh, rare to come across even new content. I like to tell people about that. Like today. Uh, I write a few articles a week, probably three or four. On uh, I also write uh, weekly articles on different projects in the space. And uh, back in 2009, there weren't even uh, new, like many new articles to come across or new videos out every day. There was very few. So today, there's just like a vast amount of like uh, information to digest every day. So you could really just immerse yourself for a few weeks, I would say. Uh, I mean, I'm still going down the rabbit hole. There's just so many layers to this thing, but it's it's actually pretty easy today to get in, like buy a little Bitcoin. But I always tell people don't buy any Bitcoin until you really understand what you're buying, you know. But uh, there's a lot of exchanges today that you can, you know, you don't even have to have a computer to own Bitcoin today. You can get on uh, your phone and uh, download uh, one of the exchanges, uh, use you know one of the uh, easier ones. Uh, there's a few, and then. Um, I would, I would just tell everyone to do your own research in that regard too. And, um, you know, download the app and then put a little, send a little money over there and grab a little Bitcoin. That's one thing people uh, also don't understand when they first uh, come into the space is that you don't have to own an entire Bitcoin today. The price of Bitcoin is um, 
$9,643. So a lot of people aren't going to go throw 10,000, almost $10,000 at something they don't really understand completely yet. <laughs> so you could you can go in there and buy $10 worth or, you know, you can dollar cost average every week if you wanted to and set up a, a um, weekly buy or whatever and uh, grab a little bit. And over time, it'll, you know, you'll, your stack will grow. So you said it was divisible. So you, you, you use $10. So you're buying like a piece of Bitcoin or a fraction of Bitcoin. Is that what, what that is? Yeah, that's correct. It's divisible to eight decimal places. So uh, the smallest, the smallest unit on chain on the blockchain is called a Satoshi, mm-hmm. but they're actually, uh, if you use the lightning network, which is uh, uh, processing, it's a, it's a, it's a protocol, it's layered scaling, uh, which allows you to uh, do faster transactions uh, when Bitcoin really took off in 2017 and went to its all-time high of 19,871, um, it a lot of the network kind of got bogged down. Um, that's this is more of a technical thing to get into, but uh, there's actually a smaller unit than a Satoshi. Uh, but that's all. That's all in um, the Lightning Network. That's that's sort of a different. It's 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 Bitcoin, but it's just a little bit different, and um, we don't have to get into all that. But yeah. Uh, there's there's a lot to the whole argument. So I so I take twenty dollars and you know I go buy some Bitcoin. I mean, what am mm-hmm. I going to buy with it? I, I don't I don't think I can go down to my market and purchase the necessities like like food and water. So I mean, what would I buy with that? I mean, how 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 much is available for purchase? Who's trading uh, with cryptocurrencies? Right. There are actually a lot of banks and. And, and companies getting on board with crypto, so um, it's act- they're actually producing like debit cards where you can uh, pay with your cryptocurrency, and the people that are at the checkout line don't even know you're using cryptocurrency. So uh, while they might not be like, uh, you know, the person the cashier doesn't know you're using Bitcoin, but you could be using Bitcoin. So um, so it's like it's equivalent being, value. Yeah, it's being, it's being onboarded to a lot of places, and there are people that are going out there and trying to. Um, you know, get these places, get these merchants to, um, you know, adopt this new technology and innovate, be, you know, some of the first ones that accept it. But there are there are marketplaces online where you can, uh, you know, small business owners and stuff like I'll accept Bitcoin for my my books and, um, you know, things like that. Uh, There's people, you know, people sell coffee or whatever online and they they want Bitcoin because uh, just in the last 13 months, it's up like 225 percent in uh Late January last year it was thirty one hundred dollars, and today, like I said, it's ninety six hundred. So it's like it's up pretty pretty steep amount in the last year. So people, and then you know, it's over, it's up hundreds of millions of percent over over its lifetime. It's only it, the blockchain started in like January third, two thousand nine. So um, I mean, you can just do the math. It's 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 up a drastic amount, and then you've got like I said, minus four and a half percent every year of the dollar. So. It, it, the decision is easy for me. Which which one is is better money? One thing that I that the little bit I've learned about you know Bitcoin is and one of the why people like using it is the uh and not um being anonymous sometimes or not being tracked right uh, because Bitcoin from my understanding you can't track it back to who made the purchase and I think in one of my episodes I talked a little bit about you know, about the possibility of using Bitcoin in the sex work industry because it does have a certain amount of protection. Mm-hmm. If I can just jump in real quick. <laughs> it, yeah. it's actually, it, it is, it's actually uh, very trackable. 
it's 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 very in the early days it was thought to be uh completely anonymous but today uh we know that it's not it's there are alternative cryptocurrencies that are uh geared toward privacy i worked on right. one last summer i wrote their blog for like six months it's Ep epic cash is one um but there are Z there's zcash there's monero and these use different um hashing, hashing algorithms and protocol to like mixed transactions and you know so you can't see who what like like you said it's it's bitcoin doesn't have your name out there but it does have an address so if somebody's savvy enough to figure out you know if somebody's really good at computers they could figure out like this guy is such and such over time but uh if there are there's ways you can that's how ross albrick with the silk road was caught um he 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 didn't do his you know he put his email out there and then they were able to like link it up to his Bitcoin wallets and stuff I think so uh, it's not it's not as anonymous so, as a lot of people so that's it. a misconception then exactly. and on top of that that's probably why because I remember when Bitcoin first came out there was like a huge push from the government to like kind of through propaganda to not use Bitcoin or try to make Bitcoin sound like this evil. Uh, way of criminals to to get away with certain things but now they're like they seem to be a lot more okay with it because is it because they realize oh this is just as trackable as regular money yeah it's it's actually more trackable than like physical dollar you know the physical dollar or whatever you know uh if you i think the majority of drug dealers are probably gonna gonna side with uh using physical dollars uh that are completely untraceable you know once they're out of your hands so uh, right. Can, anybody can just get on the blockchain that is, you know, into analytics and uh, computer scientists and they can they can determine that. But this is why hackers want you to give them Bitcoin, though, because what we're, we're getting into about the trackability, like the average person probably doesn't know how to mask themselves. But a hacker or someone who who does know this, that your your devices have a physical address and it's extremely easy to spoof which is disguise it as not what it really is. So how is like the hacking world, the ransomware world, how is that connected to Bitcoin? Are you there, familiar with this? Yeah, there really hasn't. It's a good question. There, But there really hasn't been like a ton of um, successful hacks like that. More, There has been like some ransom things, but... They're they're few and far in between. It it really hasn't been like, uh, you know. I think there was one that came out in the last month, and I think you know, there's there's a a certain aspect of the world that is like just dying, <laughs> and it's like it's it, a lot of it has to do with the media and you know banking and politics, and it's like these people don't want to let go of their grasp on the world, so they're just like praying, you know, they're throwing that hail mary, and it's like any little bad piece of publicity they're gonna. They're going to go out there and kind of just pump, you know, so it's it's it. but the the all, you know, the, the utility and the use cases and the value in, in Bitcoin freeing markets, um, just being able to do uh, international commerce, you know, um, just taking away the borders is just like huge to me um, uh, as somebody who's really into economics. It's like to me, the state just gets in the way of capitalism and, you know, borders are whatever you think about borders, but uh, being able to do business across the world with someone without, you know, uh, PayPal taking 
X percent and the government taking X percent. Per, I mean, I'm not saying go, don't go pay your taxes, but, uh, you know, it's just it, it, without intermediaries, you know, central inter, inter, intermediaries, it just makes the world a little bit more fluid. And that's really what capitalism is about is spontaneous order. And all of these things kind of just get in the way of like the natural order of the universe. When we talked about like Bitcoin in particular, we've been kind of focusing on that. Um, and there are several other cryptocurrencies out there that it seems like every day there's a new one. I keep, I, I haven't been able to really get into it because like you said, I need to really do my research before I start buying coin. But I did try to buy Bitcoin once. I still have some, uh, you know, money into it. And I just kind of left it alone and let it maybe mature in a way. Um, but is it, it's pretty, it seems pretty universal and in, in terms of exchange, right? So if somebody buys a cryptocurrency with, let's say the Mexican peso, it's going to be pretty close to the same cost, right? To buying it from dollar to Bitcoin. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, it's whatever your national currency, the denomination of that is, it's, it's, it's pegged. To, I mean, you could say it's pegged to that. Uh, and it is pretty easy to get in and out of, out of uh, Bitcoin if you need to sell for something. If you have like, you know, you're, you're short on money or rent or whatever that month and you want to go sell a little Bitcoin, it's pretty easy. Typically, you can get it, you know, you can sell it right away, mark, you know, uh, spot price, whatever you want to call it. And then, right. um, and then you can, you know, that sell order is executed, and uh, within a few days, depending on who you bank with, um, the fiat ends up right back in your account. So, but if you're savvy enough, is there a way to like by buying uh, Bitcoin with a different currency and make a profit when you sell it back into a different exchange? Right. There are people that trade like pairs, uh, uh, currency pairs across the world too uh that's you know a tip, that's a very uh popular thing amongst like traders day traders and stuff they try to get some sort of advantage between you know um, currency strengths and trading you know even even uh, cr cryptocurrency pairs against each other so you could trade you know bitcoin against um uh monero or uh ethereum or ethereum against bitcoin or something you know um, right. that's not really my area of expertise i'm not a trader <laughs> but um, that is a lot of people do make their living like that today. You know, it's just like the stock market or anything else. They, people find a little edge and they try to, they try to, uh, make it their own. Right. So it's, it seems like Bitcoin has value because it's purchased with tender that itself has value. So how do we get from that to, um, just replacing tender altogether? Like there's just a digital currency. Yeah, I, I it, this is going to be a pro, you know, a process over time because people still have this belief in flag money. Um, they still think that you know th that there's some reason that this is, that this money has value, but really it's just this indoctrination, uh, in my opinion, that over, you know that this money has value. That like I said, it's just paper. Um, you can't make a society richer by just putting more pieces of paper into the economy. You actually make it a lot poorer. That money has to be. You know, there, there has to be a uh, real value there. And like uh, another important thing is uh, value is subjective. So um, I think as more people uh, subjectively value Bitcoin over uh, fiat, uh, what you just asked is going to is going to uh, culminate. There's going to be a there's going to be a time in the near future 
where one Bitcoin won't equal $500,000 or a quarter million or a million dollars. It'll be one Bitcoin is one Bitcoin, I think. Um, I could definitely see that happening. There's a lot of people in the space that think, uh, you know, in the near future, you know, maybe not the near future, but in the in the coming decades, um, uh, Bitcoin will, I think it already has emerged as the world's reserve currency, but it will be like um, just commonplace, like kids growing up won't even like, won't, you know, want or know really much about like um, fiat money, paper money. It'll be like a landline telephone, like a rotary phone or something that, you know, you went to your grandma's house as a kid and saw, but you really I mean, didn't understand it. Yeah. Do you think that like the central banking is going to allow for that though? Or, you know, are they just going to somehow take over Bitcoin so that way they can still have control? You know yeah, what I mean? They're, they're definitely going to try to co-opt it. So um, all of these countries already are like saying that they're going to make their own digital money. But really, I mean, the U.S. dollar is a, dig- a digital currency right now. Um, they just add a couple, you know, zeros to the end of the, um, to the, to the statement or whatever. And they say, you know, this money's been printed, but I don't think they're actually printing all that money. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, over time, over time, this will become a lot more obvious. Uh, I think, uh, there was a thing a couple years ago where it, it's really hard to like understand all this stuff if you're not like, uh, really into it, but there was a thing on Ethereum that launched. It's called crypto. It was called. It is called Crypto Kitties, and these are just digital assets. And they they went up to like a hundred thousand dollars, just like this digital kitty. And it's like, well, why is that digital kitty so valuable? And it's just subjectively valuable because it's scarce. So uh, while you and I might not value it, 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 to me, it's worth nothing. You know, I have no, I have no interest in a crypto kitty. But to somebody else, you know, this is backed by cryptography. Um, it's scarce. Um, it's, it's digital assets are like here to stay. Um, it's just, it's something that can be moved around instantaneously. Um, it's, it's, it, we're heading into, this is the digital epoch as I like to say. And it's, it's, uh, a, the physical world, like gold and silver, I think are still great money, but, um, they're just not money for this, you know, this new age. It's so, not as good of money as I, I would say. I just, if, if you're in an, in a, a country where the economy is really geared towards growth. I think I just don't know how you would make that transition because the idea is that people want value to grow versus um, it's, it's, it's like if I buy something and then its value increases and I sell it, I've made a profit. That's sort of how our economy is structured at this point. People want to buy into things that are going to, their value is going to grow and then they get some sort of profit from that. And so how would the Bitcoin grow in value? If, if it was just Bitcoin and one Bitcoin is one Bitcoin, where would growth mm-hmm. exist? Oh, that's a good question. There's there's only 21 million Bitcoin that will ever exist. And there's like 18 million something right now. So the reason that it's going to become more and more valuable is because there's going to be more and more people chasing that finite supply. So unlike the dollar where there's just pumping you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars into the economy. And, uh, you know, the same number of people are chasing those dollars. Uh, in Bitcoin, there's only X number of people that own Bitcoin today. And the, the, the supply is cut in half. The new supply is cut in half every three years. We're actually coming up on this uh, phenomena. Uh, this is going to be the third installment. It happens in 79 days, 15 hours, and 25 minutes. Uh, it's called the Bitcoin block reward ha- uh, halving. Or the happening, and uh, every time this happens, the inflation rate of supply, uh, the new supply is cut in half. So 
today, the inflation rate is 3.67%. And in 79 days, the inflation rate will be 1.8%. And daily today, there are 1,800 new Bitcoin generated. And in 79 days, there will only be 900 a day. So there's there's uh, scarcity built into the protocol. And, um, you know, as, as the price goes up, uh, for, from just, you know, people in the space that are interested, uh, you know, it becomes more and more of a tra- an attractive asset over time. So you have to s- sort of be able to separate the idea of it as money and the idea of it as digital gold, because it's really two different things. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a lot of digital currencies out there. You've mentioned a few. Right. So what's to stop if this catches on just some other entity just decides to okay we're going to create our own and then and then now all of a sudden you have like like we have lots of currencies across the globe there's just a ton Mm -hmm. of different digital currencies and they all have value and they want to trade with each other it seems like it's we're back to where we started no the the reason that 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 you know a lot of people will ask about that when they first start learning about cryptocurrencies but um bitcoin has the first mover advantage um, and like like you said, there are thousands of different cryptocurrencies now. None have been able to take that that uh, market share away from Bitcoin today. Bitcoin dominance in the cryptocurrency market is sixty three point four one percent. So while you know it's not a hundred percent, it really doesn't matter. Uh, it's the king of the cryptos. Uh, over that eleven years, the network has grown. Each block uh, uh, that is mined, miners compete for block rewards, and that's how you how Bitcoin are created. They, you know, use their, their power through their mining rigs. That's a completely different subject, but, um, yeah, there, that by, by people competing, by the miners competing for, uh, the block rewards, they are securing the network and, um, allowing transactions to take place. So, uh, while these other cryptocurrencies can, um, copy Bitcoin, Bitcoin's open source. They, you can take the source code and start your own coin today. But you don't have the 11 years of security, you know, all of those blocks that have been mined, um, all of the value, all the transactions, the Bitcoin ledger of transactions now is around 250 gigabytes. So uh, you don't have all of the uh, security features that Bitcoin has. Well, and I imagine the other cryptocurrencies will have its own separate uh, uses, right? I know, I mean, just because blockchain technology can be used for you know, numerous other things. I know there's a a new platform, relatively new. They've been around for a while, but it's just now kind of coming a little bit more popular. It's uh, thanks to Joe Rogan, of course, but uh, it's Minds and uh, it's a a media platform that's based off of blockchain technology. Um, And that's how I think uh, the content allowable content in that platform is determined is based off of a blockchain technology and how people uh, buy into the different uh, channels. Right. That's, that's uh, important to talk about too. There's all these different use cases like Ethereum is going to do, they do smart contracts and they're trying to do decentralized finance, like basically where you can do lending and all loans and all that stuff on, on their blockchain uh, and through some different people, you know, companies that have launched on those, they provide people with uh, what's called an ERC 20 token where you can launch your own token on their network. That's going to be huge. Like companies are going to tokenize their businesses and then you could own a piece. Like I, for example, as an author could sell my book and like, you know, you guys could uh, own 
a portion of my proceeds by putting up the money for me to write it. Um, there's going to be all these different avenues that are just like unthinkable right now. But uh, getting back to the social media uh, aspect, I think that's like the future of social media as well, because who's going to stay on Facebook um, when you can reap reward for just your, your post? I'm on a I've been on a uh, site called Steam. It It runs on the Steam blockchain. Uh, they're merging with Tron now, another blockchain. But um, uh, I've been on there for like three, two or three years now, and you actually get rewarded for like your videos, your posts, your comments. Like people can upvote you, and then you're paid out in Steam. And then if you want to, you can transfer into another cryptocurrency. You could go into Bitcoin. You could go into dollars. Um, I just really view that as the future of social media. Like, like I said, why would you stay on? you know, Facebook or one of these other platforms that are just selling your data when you could go on to, um, like you said, Mines or Steam, or there's a new one coming out on the EOS blockchain that is called um, Voice. And uh, it's it's doing the same thing where you can, you know, have this alternative to like uh, being being the, um, you know, the, the thing that they're, you know, they're making the money off of on, on these other on these other sites. The product, you're really the product on Facebook, you know? There's that old right. saying that goes, uh, if you don't know what the product is, you're the product or something like that. That's really like the Facebook model. So have you ever heard of the when it's a cryptocurrency? No, I'm not familiar with that one. So this is an interesting application of cryptocurrencies. Um, just another example of like how these things can be used. It's for services. So it's an app. It's called Interface by WenHub. And you search for experts. Right now, I just I just logged in. I searched guitar lessons, and this guy's profile comes up, John Paolili, and he's offering guitar lessons for uh, one when per hour or twenty dollars per hour. So you can take payment in the currency nice. uh, of your of your um, country or any currency you want, really dollars, pesos, zen. Or you could take the when, which may or may not increase in value. But when you pay for these services, you can pay um, for, for with them for for when, or you could pay with cash. So you can receive mm-hmm. in either one you want, or you could do it only in currency. So it's just it's an interesting way to get value out of just services. And if I wanted to go live right now, I could. I have my profile set up. I could say I'm an IT expert, I can help you with basic troubleshooting in these areas, and boom, I'm live. I'll get a notification um, when someone wants to talk to me. And you have about five minutes that are free where you can kind of talk to the person and say, make sure that's not a scam, and then say, all right, you, you want an hour of my services or 30 minutes of my services, and then you accept and you agree to the payment and um, it's something you can do in your spare time to, to make money. Um, pretty interesting. Yeah. Things like that are, I mean, that's just beautiful to me. I, it just makes me so happy. It's like, I've seen this space just grow up over the last 11 years. It makes me like just ex- extremely excited because, uh, you know, I'm like the biggest capitalist you'll ever meet. <laughs> and, um, I think there should be competition in, in everything. So, you know, money is a good, just like anything else. And if you want to have good money, you'll have, you'll have a lot of competition. And um, all of these central banks have gone on for, you know, a long time without any sort of competition. And 
the thing that makes Bitcoin so beautiful and a lot of these other cryptocurrencies is they are very distributed. So um, especially Bitcoin, uh, it probably could survive a nuclear attack. I, I think the Internet's supposed to be able to survive one. So if the Bitcoin blockchain was completely annihilated or, uh, you know, in, in the United States uh, and we were wiped out with an EMT or whatever you want to say, um, I think that uh, actually just one node is all you need. So if somebody in like some, you know, dark, distant corner of the world uh, still had their had their blockchain up, uh, we just need one, one node. So that's what the really what the people that run full nodes, they're very important to the network. Um, that's all you need to keep that ledger going. So, uh, you know, we rebuild the Internet in the United States and then uh, people can just sink right back up and we carry on just like nothing happened. So it's very, it's going to be, that's why the United States and a lot of other governments are just getting on board because um, it's, it's just not as easy as it, you would think as being, you know, something digital just to shut down. It's very decentralized. Um, it's all over the world and it's just, it's, it's just not easy to do. Is there, so, and again, I just kind of go back cause you know, the fed, the central banking has been, uh so i mean they're in control of everything and the fact that there's this decentralized coin uh decentralized uh monetary system i can only imagine that it's scaring the living shit out of them right because right. they don't have now control over this and that to me is kind of scary in in this whole space because what are they going to do you know to to hold control. I can only imagine, you know, what right. people try to do to, to hijack. This is all like in game theory and stuff. So uh, it's kind of built into the whole idea as well. So if the United States or any cer certain government just says, hey, one day, hey, we're not going to, you know, allow you guys to hold or transact in Bitcoin anymore. It's like, well, okay. So all of these, you know, people that believe in sound money and you know, the role of law and everything else in competition are just going to vote with their feet and move to another place in the world where they embrace freedom. And, uh, you know, and, and the other countries have a, may now have a, a major advantage because now all these people are going to just take their wealth and leave. And, you know, it's like kind of like what's happened with our manufacturing in this country. So um, in the United States. So I don't I don't really see that happening. It's sort of also like I like to use the analogy. It's like the Internet in like 1990. It's like, OK, so you, you know, these there's all this new competition and it's online and companies like Amazon are starting to show up. But, um, you know, a few years later, I think, but, uh, are you going to shut down the internet and, and lose all that potential? It's like, no, you're not going to go into that archaic, you know, sort of age, or at least you hope they don't, you know, do that. Or really you're going to suffer. Like you're going to fall behind. There's just no doubt about it. Like this is where the world's heading. So I wonder how this is going to affect taxes. So we're talking about government, and I know that's something that has come up already in some ways with just like online shopping. But like, mm -hmm. if I am making Bitcoin, um, I mean, where am I really making it, that Bitcoin? Like, what state did I make that money in? Is it where I live? And then if I spend it for services or products in another country or in another mm -hmm. state, like, how how does the the government get their cut of that? And I yeah, think that's that, something that if if they're not thinking about that already, I'd be surprised. No, that's definitely already um, uh, underway, and they're they're finally starting to like 
you know, be a little bit more clear about that stuff too. That was kind of like a, a gray area for a number of years in the space, but in the last few years, it's becoming more, more distinct. Um, one thing that they actually did, they are proposing a, a new law where you're uh, under $200. Like if you go spend, uh, you know, five or $10 at the coffee shop, uh, transactions under $200 aren't going to be taxed like, um, like a capital gains or something like if you happen to, you know, hold that money and it went up or whatever, it's not going to be the same where you like, uh, where today they do like on purchases and stuff want you to. Is that report. state or federal? Uh, that That's all federal as far as I know. I don't think the state gets into that. But uh, one thing, another thing to, that's important to note is that already in a lot of states, um, uh, they're, they're accepting uh, cryptocurrency for your tax payments. So uh, there, there already are states yeah. in the United States wow. that will let you pay your taxes in Bitcoin. Uh, can, I, can I receive Bitcoin? Because <laughs> they <laughs> offer you like gift cards. I know TurboTax, uh, I do my taxes sometimes. They're like, we can give you a gift card now or you can wait a couple weeks for <laughs> in your account. I'm like, can I get Bitcoin now? <laughs> yeah, you should definitely inquire about that. If enough of us, of us ask, maybe that, uh, you know, they'll do it eventually. That's that's funny. So, I mean, I think the value of, of cryptocurrency really comes from people right because i mean we talked about all these different uses of cryptocurrency and the more it gets used the better the, the better value it has right or the more um for example like the 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 wins that uh jt talked about it seems like you know the more services there are and the more services you provide the better the value of that cryptocurrency works is that kind of where this is going yeah, I th- I think so. There's there's a lot of technical techno technological laws uh, that that describe this, like Moore's law and Metcalfe's law and all that stuff. As we get further and further into the rate of computing and um, things like being able to take take the b- entire blockchain and run a full node in your pocket as you go, like mobile computing is getting big. And then there's another thing called the Lindy effect, and it's a theory uh, that the future life expectancy of some non-perishable thing like a technology or an idea is proportional to its current age. So basically, you know, every day or every second that this thing goes on uh, is like another, you know, uh, notch in its belt loop or whatever you want to say. It's like another, another, um, you know, it becomes, it becomes a little bit stronger, you know, every single day. Yeah. One application of this that I, I, we haven't, I don't know. We haven't touched on this a little bit, but I think that, this is going to change how some markets operate. For example, with the Wen Hub, I told you guitar lessons. Mm-hmm. I could have. There's doctors on there. I mean, how often are you angry because you got to take time off your job and you got to drive through traffic an hour to sit in a waiting room for 30 minutes to have five minutes with a specialist? Right. Now imagine you instead. You just have to have, you know, internet access and video capability. I mean, depending upon what the ailment is, I mean, five minutes with a specialist versus I can log in and maybe I can get, you know, um, like a face-to-face with a doctor. Again, this would depend on what the ailment is, whether Mm -hmm. it's going to be useful or not. But imagine that you could do that and they're like, yeah, it looks like you got a cold. And then they could put a prescription in and and you, you pay for it with digital currency and you, you know, your prescription gets paid for in digital currency and you don't even leave your house because you're sick. Maybe even, right. uh, delivery technologies 
you know, have drones that drop the medicine off on your porch. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a really good point. And like you were just talking about taxes and stuff, like your CPA could just do an online meeting with you and accept crypto or uh, mm-hmm. Bitcoin and uh, you do a FaceTime or whatever or Zoom or something. And, you know, the entire thing is digital. I mean, the people, you know, a lot of people today, it's like so fashionable for people to be socialist and, you know, big government. We want big government. We, you know, we're being rep- oppressed. Uh, it's like, well, aren't we supposed to try to save on our fossil fuels and, <laughs> you know, stay at home and, uh, you know, not not destroy the environment or whatever. So I guess this is like uh, they should really be on board with us, you know, uh, trying to, you know, save save gas and, um, you know, this new means. Now, I was going to ask what your elevator uh, pitch for, for cryptocurrency would be. And I think you just did that. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I would say like if you were if I had a quick like, you know, how long is an elevator ride? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I, it depends how tall the building is, I guess. But if right. I had like 35, 40 seconds with you, I would just say like this is the, this is the hardest money that we've ever had. Um, it's the soundest. It's secured by, you know, the network all over the world. There's no person there's no ceo in charge of bitcoin um uh, you know uh, you can't mix crypto and bitcoin like i said you've always got to do your own research before you throw your money in anything but as far as big in bitcoin as well but as far as bitcoin is concerned just like this is the future of you know payments this is the future of uh, a new asset class definitely just all the applications that that could be involved with it and i i do though kind of see you know you said that it'll be a probably a few decades before we we kind of go obsolete with with fiat yeah they're they're gonna go down swinging um i i don't i don't really know whether we'll ever see the end of like government because that is so instilled in people and they love their they love certain aspects of it but um i do see the competition you know the breadth of competition being more and more over time like we're going to take more and more of uh, another thing we didn't really get into, but in the, you know, you look at the market total market cap of gold, it's almost $8 trillion. Some people say it is, you know, there's no way to know the exact amount, but it's like 7.8 trillion today. Um, you know, Bitcoin's uh, the market cap is, let's see here. It's uh, 175 billion. So if Bitcoin goes to, um, Two trillion dollar market cap, which I think it could do honestly in the next couple of years. We're in like this bull market that started uh, February eighth of two thousand nineteen. I think Bitcoin could go to a quarter million dollars in the next two years, or in the in the next few years. I think in the next two years it go it could go up easily above fifty thousand dollars in this bull market we're in. So it's just like once people start to really see that and the mania starts again. And, you know, a lot were better prepared this time around. Uh, uh, Bitcoin has these bull and bear markets that last like three years, typically on average, two and a half, three years. So we are like in the, you know, we're in like the, we're in leg two of this one. So uh, we're heading into the second, third, I guess, of this bull market that I think will end or, you know, slow down somewhere at the end of uh, 2021 or early 2022. So as more and more people see this and see the posts on social media and word of mouth and stuff, I just I think the competition for the dollar is just in other fiat currencies is just going to get more and more. And then gold, I think like, you know, like I said, I still think gold is good money. Like if you have a lot of wealth, it's good to hold some gold. But um, 
and I'm not a financial advisor. This is just all, you know, my subjective opinion, but uh, Bitcoin's going to start taking that, that a lot of that uh, market cap as well. Like we've talked about in this, like we, you know, we're all around the same age. I think we've pretty much grown up in the digital era. This is like, you know, the internet has been around most of our lives. Uh, we're like the first one. So this next, this coming generation um, that's like growing up now, you know, being born and, you know, I don't know how many, I don't know when the cutoff is for millennials, five or 10 years old now. I don't know when it is, but um, the, those guys that just grow up with smartphones and tablets and their parents just throw them to them to keep them quiet. Like they're, <laughs> they're, they're going to know about, you know, they're going to be like paper money, you know, get out of here, grandpa. You know, like that's how I view it. Like they're not right. going to want anything to do with paper money. Uh, so we're going to be wrapping up here. Any final questions from you, JT? No questions. Or I points. Just, a quick statement. You know, this is just, I'm an IT. I have to put this out there. It's, it's an age where you just got to be really important, uh, careful with your data. You got to have backups. There's a thing called ransomware. You, you install a program, you don't know it's there. Then your computer's locked down and there's a, someone talking to you and they say, send Bitcoin or money to this uh, account and will unlock your computer. There are ma big companies that pay out rents to ransomware all the time. And if some people just feel like they can't afford to lose that um, data, so they, they pay it. And you can avoid that by having a backup, you know, having strong passwords, securing, you know, your assets. So I just want to put that out there. That's a really good thing to, you know, end on here too. security. It's like, you know, like I said, do your due diligence. Uh, you're not going to become a security expert overnight as JT knows, but um, just do, you know, don't hold a lot of money on it. You're, you know, a mobile wallet or exchanges. There's things called hardware wallets. Um, or, you know, if you really get well-versed, you can make paper wallets. You can make Bitcoin, you know, a tangible thing. So, just really, and then like he was talking about, don't click on random links that people send you in your Facebook Messenger or anything like that. You know, just don't be a sucker. <laughs> it's basically what I'd say. Do your best. Uh, you know, don't open foreign emails that are promising you some Nigerian, you know, prince is going to send you his money or anything like that. So just make sure that you're, you know, uh, not gullible and um, don't open up anything that you you know, don't recognize basically or, or aren't expecting. Go ahead and uh, give us a, a plug-in for how to find you, what, where to find your content and your podcast and whatnot. Sure. It's uh, the Varies and Numerous podcast. It's available on Briar, B-R-Y-E-R dot I-O uh, forward slash podcast. And then uh, my bookstore is also on there, but each of my books are available on there. And then all of my articles that I'm writing on uh, current projects, Bitcoin, um, some other projects that I'm working with. And then, um, yeah, my speech, I did a speech last month. My, uh, I did a speech at Blockchain in the Berg. It's on the homepage on there as well. So you can check that out. It's, it's right on the front page of uh, there. And uh, a lot of my podcasts that I've done like as a guest are on the front page as well. I'll probably put this on there if I have your permission. So, uh, yeah, just uh, head over yeah, there. Definitely. Check that out. Um, and, uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on today. Nice talk Absolutely. To you. Thank you for being on. Yeah, thanks a lot.